Hello, this is Gary, editor of North Palm Beach Live. Pardon this interruption, but before you listen to Gigi's wonderful interview with author Tom Turner, I just wanted to let you know we had a few minor glitches with our equipment. But no worries, Tom comes through loud and clear. So without further ado, here's Gigi and Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Pam. So nice to be on your show. You're welcome to in the one. I am so pleased and excited to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you. Me too. Um, let me tell our view, our uh, listeners just a little bit about your quite extensive background. Tom Turner is a writer, and he has written uh, about 15, I believe, and. Uh, so what we're going to talk about today is his latest one, which is Tenth of Ten in uh, a series that we'll, we'll tell you more about in just a moment. Uh, Tom Turner is a native, actually, of New England, and he writes books about Palm Beach and Savannah and Charleston. And in order to get to where he is now, he has taken a very interesting path in doing advertising, copywriting, and real estate, and all sorts of exciting things that bring him to where he is now. So you're going to love hearing this this man talk about his career and his great books. I have to tell you, Tom, that I am I am new to your books, but and I I you know what I about I started at the end. I started with your with your newest book. And so I'm new to, to Charlie uh, and, and the gang, Charlie and, and Ott, but I'm hooked. That's good to hear. <laughs> so just go backwards. Go nine, eight, seven, two, et cetera. That's what I needed to do. Or if I needed to stop and just start over with Palm Beach Nasty, which was your first book. It took you a little while to, to get to that, and, and I want to I talk about your route to getting to that first book. Uh, let's back up just a little bit. I love your honesty in so many ways. I love how you talked about uh, you left college to run a bar into the ground in Vermont. <laughs> and that I did, trust me. That's what you use for Mookie's. Is that, did that give you background for, for Mookie's, which is featured in, in his books? Not that, not, it was called Captain America. This is going way back to the beginning of time in Manchester, Vermont, where the bar was. Uh, Mookie's is an altogether different place, but the the reality is that I have spent a good part of my life in bars, so I would say that Mookie's is probably a composite of, of a whole bunch from New York City to Charleston, where I used to live, to Savannah, where I used to live, to West Palm, where I now live, to New England, where I grew up. So uh, Mookie's is its meant to be a, a, a typical cop bar, but since I've never been in a typical cop bar, I had to make it up. Well, you know, your description is very good because when I'm there and, and you know, <laughs> and, and everything, but I was right there. I... I so, uh, but I, you know what? I want to talk a little bit about your copywriting days uh, in the advertising world of, of Mad Men. Here's what I want to ask: Did you watch Mad Men? Yes. 
about Mad Men. And I and I liked it. I love John Hamm. Um, I love a couple of the women whose names I I don't know, but but yeah, I liked it. It was good. It was good. Except it it was a little it was a little before I was there, but. When I was in the business, there was there was a lot of cocktails um, and a lot of other stuff. I just leave it at that. Um, and it was a, it was a, it was a very interesting business. Um, and I'm glad I was there. And then I, I have a daughter who's now produces commercials for a company called Ogilvy and Mather. Um, and, uh, and and it's very bland these days compared to what it once was. Um, so I'll tell you something about uh, about uh, copywriters who ultimately became writers. I'll give you a quick list: Joseph Heller, Dom DeLillo, James Patterson, Dorothy Sayers, and even F. Scott Fitzgerald. The only difference between them and Tom Turner is they're a hell of a lot better known than me. But uh, but it is interesting. I'll give you a quick uh, Fitzgerald story. So one of his accounts, I think he was in Minneapolis when he worked as a copywriter, briefly. One of his accounts was called the Muscatine Steam Laundry Company, for whom he wrote, the memorable line, we keep you clean in Muscatine, which Fitzgerald claimed got him a big raise of, you know, like 25 cents. <laughs> Just a little advertising background. That's very interesting. Nor did I know that about James Patterson. I, I did not know that about him. Oh, yeah. He was creative director of a company called Jim Walter Thompson, um, quite a few years back. He's a little older than me, but he had a very uh, pretty distinguished career in the business. Writer, and you see him occasionally at one of my favorite restaurants uh, on the Abu. If he, I, I have seen him there sitting at the at the bar, like at lunch, and no one bothers him. He's just having. Yeah. <laughs> Well, taboo factors into, not surprisingly, into Palm Beach taboo. Well, I, I, I haven't been across that yet. Oh yeah, it's 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 quite prominent. It's about about the island that you throw in, and about this area in general, Riviera Beach, and different things that that uh, I've already run across. Uh, there, if you are. Here, you you go. Oh yeah, I know. You know, you mentioned citing uh, a person to Greece on Clematis, and uh, if you don't live here, it's not a big deal. But if you live here, all these little Easter eggs thrown in are very very enjoyable. I love those. Oh good, oh good. So let me ask you a question, um, and I can't really remember if if the Point Sienna, Point Sienna is a is a club mentioned frequently. In uh, in my books, um, which is uh, which is a club well known on Palm Beach. Um, was it in Taboo? You've uh, I, I can't remember. It's in so many. But so my question is, could you identify what the Point Santa Club is, or take a guess? 
I I I I don't know. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm, well, it's the Everglades Club, and I sort of I like to I like to kind of satirize and poke fun, and uh, anyway, that's uh, yeah. I, I like I, I like you know having real places in my mind, and then sort of going one step further with them, or adding something that in reality isn't true, but you know it seems fun. Certain things too, like the glossy. If I'm not mistaken, is that the I'm assuming is is that right? Is what? Is that not referencing the shiny sheet? Oh, you bet. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I I came up with that name. I said that's pretty good. Everybody's going to know what what I'm referring to. You're absolutely right. You you throw in a lot of uh, of references that, especially if you live, I think, in the Palm Beaches, that you you really do you really do get. I do want to touch on one more thing in your prior life to being the writer before we get into more of your books. Uh, that you were also ten months, I believe, a private investigator. You know what? I wish that was true. I I wish that that was that was that was something my publisher came up with and and it was and suddenly I, I saw it somewhere and I said where did this come from um, you know it, it's it's a it's a great thing to have in my in my background or would have been but I never was so sometimes publishers you know make up stuff um, to make it sound to sell books, I guess. Yeah. So thank you for clearing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am. I'm an honest man, so I had to. I had to tell you. I had to confess. But it wasn't me. I had to do as much research as possible. So that little that little nugget came up uh, in some of the research that that I. Uh, you have you also about Savannah and Charles as well. So I look forward to to those books as well. You have written so many. I mean, this last book, Palm Beach Taboo, is your tenth in, in Charlie's uh, Odyssey. Are you, will you continue with that after, after this one, or is it ten and done with those characters? I I love those characters and I and I've gotten to know them so well. I I'm never going to I'm just going to keep plugging away with uh, Charlie Mort, Dominica and Rose. Um because you know it's it, it, I mean it's 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 natural when you think about it. When you write about people so long, you really it gets they start writing their own lines. They start, you know, doing things that I wouldn't have thought of. I mean, I did think of, but, but you know what I mean. So that's my that's my flagship series, the Pump series, um, and Charleston and uh, Savannah, where I also live. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to sort of alternate back and forth between those three. I even have a fourth one, which uh, which I don't know whether I'll I'll uh, sort of sort of languishing a little bit but anyway that's that's the answer always the Palm Beach series will 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 go on as long as I go on I think 
this will be heartening to to people that are writers that are listening. And I have young people ask me a lot about because the the market is very different now. There's a lot of self publishing. It's, it's different for a lot of people, especially young people coming out that are not established. But they should take heart in your story because you also did real estate development. You did real estate, and you you wrote your first book. I believe what correct me here if I'm wrong. Fighters after you were in real estate, and then or and then it took another like 20 years to get your book out. There's some kind of time frame there that wasn't an overnight thing. That you wrote your first book, Palm Beach, and then got it out right away. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, wh- what I did was uh, I spent time in in Palm Beach renovating houses and building houses from scratch, um, and then along and it, and it was up, up and away for the longest time. And then along came a little thing called 2008, where the mortgage companies and the banks were all in trouble and defaulting, and everybody was it was a, it was a catastrophe. As it was for me, um, and at that point in time, I had a whole bunch of houses, and most of them were high-end houses on Palm Beach, Jupiter Island, places like that, and I basically lost my shirt. Um, so I, 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 at that point, I went back to writing, um, and you know, you're right. There's a there was a gap in there. Um, the first book was published only five years ago, um, and uh, so I'm trying to fill in the gap, but <laughs> I can't really remember. Um, anyway, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do anything else. I, I, conti- I continued along in, in real estate, but it was pretty crippled by then. Uh, so I did it on a much smaller scale. Um, and at the same time, I wrote. And when I was doing the real estate, I wasn't really writing because I was full speed ahead on on the real estate. Um, so that's uh, that's what I was up to. Considered, uh, and what I liked about something you said, I believe it was in Southern Literary Review, where you talked. When you first started, you felt like you needed to add in more more car chases and things like that. And then as time went on, you realized that that was not necessary. And for me personally, as a as a reader, and I think our listeners that that are avid readers as well, that like mysteries and crime and so forth. But you also like the ensemble feel. You want those characters to be developed. Like you were saying just a moment ago, kind of, you feel like you know them by the end of the book. You really do understand kind of one of them maybe is portly and short and, and you know, a little bit disheveled and the other one is more stylish and you really feel like you know those. And that's what I've really already followed with with your first with my first series of the the books on Palm Beach, Palm Beach. and so I thought that was a very uh, thing for you to just to, to kind of critique yourself in that I really didn't need to to have all of that I had enough with the crime and the you know the character development. Well, you do your homework. The southern that that's the that's I don't. I barely remember that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I felt that 
that that I wasn't confident enough in myself as a writer that I could write about something mundane. I, I don't know what, but I felt that I, there had to be explosions and and murders and you know the whole shooting match. Um, and after a while, I realized that I was a pretty decent writer. I didn't really need those things. But by then, I had sort of created this uh, this formula, which is quite simple. And a lot of writers do the same thing. A lot of writers in the genre that, that I write in, there's there's a murder early on, typically in the first ten pages. And then um, I spend the rest of the book going down um, with red herrings and, and you know I try to I try to fill it up with a lot of perspective suspects um, and and slowly my guys track them down and 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 and, and move on to others because they eliminate certain ones um, and, and back to something you said before Pam. Um, I can't tell you how many reviews I've gotten uh, that I've read on Amazon because, as you know, readers post reviews. Um, and I have seen this so many times where a reader will say, I really, those are four people that I really want to sit down with and have a bottle of white wine with. Or I would love to, I would love to go somewhere with Charlie and knock back a cocktail or two. Um, so, you know, that gives me, it, 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 it makes me feel good in that I've created, you know, real people and people that are, uh, you know, somebody you'd, 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 you'd want to spend time with. And it's for sir. Either way, you're a villain, a wonderful wait for something to happen to or the the group that you want to hang with you want to sit down you want to have a G&T with or whatever and right. you talking about these these 10 books that have Palm Beach in in the title your latest Palm Beach taboo uh, I want to read just a little quote from you also from that same interview that I just referenced and this I just loved so much uh, the the uh, interviewer is asking you about your favorite cities and Oakland. And here's what you said. I love Palm Beach and have spent a fair amount of time there. It's got everything. Glamour, glitz, pretension, phony scammers, wannabes, never will bees, and some of the greatest, down-to-earth, nicest people you'll ever meet. And I thought that that was... Wow, I said that? <laughs> that, was a, that was a while back. That's that's quite articulate. I'm not. I don't usually uh, uh, turn a phrase quite quite as nicely as that. With you having with you reading your writing, I I think you turn a phrase in either either way. Uh, well, thank you. And uh, it is. I found the subject matter. Really, really fascinating. It's sort of a, a, a cult, but they don't they don't use that word a whole lot. It's like, oh, you're careful not to say cult, but it's a you know it sort it sort of is. It's a very very concept that you're writing about in this particular crime novel, Palm Beach Taboo. Yes, 
Well, you know, it was usually my books come from, uh, well, they come 50% from, from my imagination, which runs wild and crazy often, and also from something in real life. So so the backstory on Taboo is that, I don't know if you remember, but um, there was a cult in Albany, New York, and the, the main guy was, uh, I can't remember his name, but th- there were some very rich women who were the daughters of the guy who owned Seagram's. You know what I'm referring to? Um, the guy has, has gone, I mean, there were multiple sex offenses, of, you know, underage girls and stuff. And, and you know, I, I mean, so many cults are like that. It's like just how do these how do these perpetrators get away with this for so long? Um, and so anyway, that was what was behind the cult in in Palm Beach Taboo. Uh, it was based on that, very loosely based, but based nevertheless. That's where the you know the idea partially came from. And I'm not even sure that's even close to what you asked me. But <laughs> um, so if I if if I didn't answer the question, please ask it again. And that's not to give away any spoilers of the book, which I do not want to do. Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Pam, one thing that I thought that might be interesting um, for me to talk about briefly is my process um, in, in writing. Um, and it's, it, it, in some respect, I'm, I'm very undisciplined. But as far as writing goes, I'm extremely disciplined in that. I used to get up at 5 o'clock, but I've gotten older, so I now get up at 6 o'clock. And uh, I have a, a, certain, a word quota, which is a, which is 1,000 words. My typical book is about 70,000 words. Um so what's that? It takes it takes me a little less than three months to write a book, but then you have to, you, you know, I, I go over it and go over it and re-edit it 15 times before it's ready. Uh, but so I, I bang out these uh, thousand words, which equate to probably four pages. Um, and, it, you know, if I get it done, like I get up at six and start writing at six and have my coffee, if I get it done by 12, I'm I'm so ahead of the game, and I'm just elated that, you know, well, now I can just, you know, do nothing for a while or, or you know, watch uh, watch something on the tennis channel or, or whatever it may be. But typically, I, I slog fairly slowly till about 3 or 4 in the afternoon. Um, and, and, and just to complete that, what I do is the next morning I pick up where I left off. Um, so I'm I'm editing on one hand, but I'm also getting back into the flow of the story, if you see what I mean. So in other words, by the time I get done with the, the previous day's work, I, um, I I I start my next thousand words, and I'm I'm in the flow. So I just thought that might. But you know, it's all about you got you got to you got yeah. Whether you write at night or morning or or you know whenever, you just gotta be. You just gotta do it and do it religiously and you know typically seven days a week. Most writers do. Do you actually 
name your books, but do you come up with the title? Yes. Yes. Oh, that that. Um, so, I you know you, you get something. I mean, I get fan fan mail. Believe it or not, not not a lot, but I get I'll get maybe two or three emails a week from people and say I really like it, or or in some cases they'll say you know you 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 should have done this and you should have done that and, and you know quite often they're right but so i have there's a guy in, who lives in palm beach whose name i'm not going to mention who became was a reader then we corresponded went back and forth and next thing i know he sent, he sends me an email saying tom i hope this won't offend you but i have an idea for for one of your books well, turns out that book, that the story he had, um, turned into Palm Beach Blues, which I think is my one, two, three, four, five. I think that's my eighth book. Um, and 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 recently we had lunch together, and he said, "I got another one." So, so that's going to be that's going to be the plot or the bare bones of a plot of you know book whether it's going to be number eleven or twelve or thirteen. I don't know, but. Um, so that, I guess the moral of the story is it's good to communicate with with um, your readers because you never know what you what you get from them. So I'll down the list for the for the uh, real quick. Just put Palm Beach in front of, and I'm going to go from first to last of sure. your. So everyone, it's Palm Beach, and then nasty poison. Deadly, Bones, Pretenders, Predator, Broke, I like that one, Bedlam, Blue, Abu, and then there are others uh, from the Charleston and Savannah books. Um, you can find all these books, my listeners, on Amazon. And one thing that also I noticed on Amazon, where, by the way, you have, Mr. Tom Turner, you have over 1,200 and that's just one little page that I've got over twelve hundred five star reviews. Well, now believe it or not, it's it's over two thousand. Um, so that twelve hundred is was you know whenever uh, uh, six months back or so, um, and, and and you know I'll boast a little bit that that my. Uh, my average for the series, the ten books, is four point five stars, and that's you know occasionally you'll you'll get a review from somebody who um, who just just woke up in a foul mood and gave you a one star. So you know I read those and I sort of you know cringe, and, but but it's just part of the deal. But you know I I'm 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 I, I do get it. Hell of a lot of five star reviews, and I'm you know that makes me that makes me happy. Deserve, but where I was going with that too is uh, there is a feature on Amazon where people can get little samples of of your books. Yes, very nice feature um, for for readers to be able to to sample your work. But I highly recommend it. I cannot wait. It's I I don't know what I'm going to do with podcasts because books are literally they're the kind that you just want to read until three in the first. I've heard that, and that also makes me happy. 
I feel so very grateful for you for coming here today and spending time with us on GGNF561. I know you're very busy and you've been working all day today, but I do want to, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, emails you and has a suggestion, and here's mine. And I, I think it's a doozy, Tom. Okay. You got a pl- you got a new plot for me, Pam? For you know, consider this. Put it on the whiteboard, as you know. I think you should have a sassy podcaster. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can find a slot for you somewhere. <laughs> That's an excellent suggestion. Uh, just one last thing. I'd be remiss if I didn't do a plug. So, um, as as Pam said, the the books are are all on Amazon, and they're they're ebooks, and they're paperbacks, and they're audio books too. Not all of them are audio books yet, uh, but uh, that, that's they're my particular favorites because I love the voice of the guy who who does, who's the narrator. So enough of the plugs. Right. Uh, one person that wrote about one of the books, um, oops, there's a second. Uh, it says, uh, this is uh, this is actually uh, about, this is the uh, a little bit of, of synopsis. I just want to be so, so careful about Taboo being your, your newest book. Uh, this description uh, on Amazon about uh, Palm Beach Taboo by Mr. Tom Turner. All about philanthropy and altruism, they say. All about sex and money, Crawford and Ott say. Then there's a brutal stabbing, make that sex and money and murder. Suspect? Well, there's billionaire, an ex-movie star, a former member of Skull and Bones, a Blackwater psychopath, and the bizarre thing, they're members of, of the Memphis Society. I mean, it just doesn't get any... <laughs> I did. I did like when I threw in the Mensa Society. That was fun. <laughs> oh, thank you again. You have been so much thank fun. Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. All right. So I, 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 you, I'll throw you into maybe novel number twelve in the Palm Beach series, a po- the podcaster. I'm like a deal. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I've really enjoyed it. You know, who doesn't like to talk? We're talking to Turner. His latest book is Palm Beach Taboo. Go to Amazon immediately and get that book. It comes in a a variety of ways. Thank you all for being here to listen. As always, please visit us at NorthPalmBeachLife.com where you will always, always find our podcast, as well as Gary does a great job posting a lot of information about a lot of different things. It's not just about North Palm Beach. Also, visit our YouTube channel by the same name. Each and every one of our guests that we have on GG and the 561 is also featured there. So there's a page for them on North Palm Beach Live where you can see the photos of these wonderful people that I chat with, as well as see and hear them on YouTube. Tom, one more, one last question. Yes, ma'am. How to find you? What's your preference on how to find you on Facebook? I know there's a group for you. Yeah, 
Uh, I'm not a real social media guy, but but you have to be. So yeah, Facebook, um, <coughs> Facebook, um, or go to my website and and there's my email. If you have a question or you want to give me a plot, um, the email's right there on the website, which is TomTurnerBooks.com. Um, and uh, I can't think of any other place, but somewhere I'm sure as well uh, on the page that we do for you on our website. So we will have the links there for everyone as well. So thank thanks again, everyone, for being here with me, as always, at Gigi, that's me, in the 561. Stay tuned.